0: chapter 4. I am not going to turn to Mark chapter 4 though, believe it or not. I'm going to turn to Acts 13. This is my intro. I read this earlier this week and it is my prayer for you guys. Okay, so this man named Paul, he's preaching the gospel, the good news of Jesus to a group of people and listen to how the people respond to the word in Acts chapter 13. Paul's done preaching the gospel and he's about to leave. And the people begged that he stay and continue to preach the gospel. And so then the next. The next Sabbath day, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. And when they heard the word of the Lord, they rejoiced and they were glorifying the word of the Lord. And as many as were appointed to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was spreading throughout the whole region. In my sermon today in Acts 4, we are going to be learning about the word of God and how it's a seed that is scattered and our hearts are soil. And it is my prayer that junior higher, you receive the word like they did in Acts 13. That you beg to hear it again. You love the word. You rejoice over it. And then you proclaim it. That the word of God may spread. So, Mark chapter 4. Let me pray before we jump in. Good Father, you are the Lord of the harvest. I pray that as your seed is now scattered among us now, it would take deep root in hearts, that you would till and soften hearts now to receive it with joy, and that it would bear not thirtyfold, not sixtyfold, but a hundredfold as your heavenly will appoints. In your name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Mark chapter 4. All right. Before I read, here's a little bit of context. Jesus, he's been doing tons of miracles, and he has a great crowd following him around, and he's continuing to teach his people, all right? Let's read. Turn with me. I know there's a fun animation, but really, direct your gaze down at the word, okay? And follow along. This is the best thing, again, you will hear the word of the Lord, all right? Again, Jesus began to teach beside the sea, and a very large crowd gathered about him. So that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land, and he was teaching them many things in parables. And in his teaching he said to them, "Listen, Junior hire, listen. Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil and immediately it sprang up since it had no depths of soil and when the sun rose it was scorched and since it had no root it withered away other seed fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it and it yielded no grain and other seeds fell into good soil And it produced grain growing up and increasing and yielding 30-fold and 60-fold and 100-fold. And Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And after he told them this parable, uh, the the people were confused. They were like, Jesus, why are you speaking to us in stories? Why are you telling us a parable? In verse 11, and Jesus said to them, to you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. But for those on the outside... Everything is in parables, so that they may indeed see but not perceive, and may indeed hear but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. And Jesus said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? And then he explained. So listen close. Jesus tells us what the parable means. Verse 14. The sower sows the word. All right? The word of God. And these are the ones along the path. Where the word is sown, when they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground. Those are the ones who, when they hear the word, they immediately receive it with joy, but yet they have no root in themselves. They endure for a while, but when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus, this is tells us a parable here, and it's one of the most common parables. Raise your hand if you've heard the parable of the soil before. Majority of you guys. Yeah. And what's amazing about this parable is it's so simple because Jesus explains it for us. So what we're going to spend time doing is reviewing what this parable means, but really applying it like a band-aid, all right? Because the reality is, Each and every one of us will respond to the word. Each and every one of us right now, tonight, as the word of God, the word is seed that is being scattered. And each and every one of you will respond to it. And Jesus gives us four ways in this parable that we respond, three of which lead to destruction and separation from God forever. Because the way that leads to eternal fire is wide and many enter through it. But one response to the word leads to eternal life, the narrow gate. And so let's look at this parable, all right? At the very beginning, there's big crowds, okay? Jesus has a huge, uh, a lot of people following him. And among these people, all of them, there's many that respond to Jesus' teachings differently, all right? You have those, like we learned a couple weeks ago, like Levi or Matthew, the tax collector, who, when they heard the word of Jesus, they immediately received it with joy. And they left all that they had and followed him. And then we also learned about the group of Pharisees. Did they respond to the word of Jesus with joy? The Pharisees? No. They hated the word of God. And so Jesus sees this huge crowd and he's telling them what I'm telling you now. Listen to the word and respond to it. You You will. Believe it, okay? And so, as we go through these soils, think, what is my heart condition? How do I receive the word? Junior higher, when you get called out of the gym to come over to listen to the word of God preached, how do you respond? My, the title of my sermon is The Seed and the Soil, all right? The Seed and the Soil. You might want to write this down. It's super complicated. I have two points. Point number one, the seed. Point number two, the soil. All right? Point number one, the seed. In this parable, Jesus tells us the story of this guy that's throwing seed, okay? He's scattering seed that lands on different kinds of soil. And Jesus tells us that the seed that is being scattered is the word of God. Okay, the scriptures, Jesus is teaching, the word of God. And, and the word of God, hold up your Bibles. Let me see your Bibles real quick. The word of God is alive and active, stronger than any, sharper than any two-edged sword. Okay? The word of God, that is the seed. And the word of God is all about Jesus Christ. It is all about the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel. All right? In kids ministry, We have this awesome poster that walks us through. What is the gospel? You hear this word a lot. But can you tell me what the gospel is? The gospel is the good news. That one. I see it, Dane. Let's go. Crowns up. I want to see your crowns. God rules. Can you say God rules? God God rules. rules. He is the king. He's created everyone and everything. And he's created us in his own image. And he's created us with a purpose. To love him. To enjoy him. And to worship him. But the problem is, we have not loved God and enjoyed him and worshiped him as he has made us to do, which is called sin. Let me see some X's. Sin. Sin is when we disobey God and we love other things before him and we break his commandments. And this, as Daniel said earlier, every one of us is guilty of sinning against God. The creator of everyone and everything. That does not sound like somebody you want to wrong, does it? And sin has consequences. Sin separates us from God. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they were kicked out of the garden. Separated from the presence of God. And he said the moment that they sin, they deserve death. The wages of sin is death. Sin is a serious thing. And it's what's even scarier is we're all guilty of it. We all by it when we're born are by nature separated from God and we deserve death and separation from him forever in a place called hell. It's real. Well you're like Matthew, that's not good news. It's not good news, is it? Well there there's no good news without the bad news first, but there here's the good news. God did not leave us without hope. But God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. So that whoever, that includes you, believes in him, should not perish but have eternal life. God rules we sin, but God provided. He made a way. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, who then gave. Jesus gave his life by dying on the cross and suffering the punishment that we deserve for our sin. So that anybody who believes in him doesn't have to face that punishment for their sin. Right? If sin means we're separated from God, guess what happened on the cross? Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? On the cross, Jesus, the Son of God, was separated from his Father so that we who were separated from our Father could be brought back into relationship with him. The wages of sin is death. Jesus, who didn't deserve to die, died on the cross. And why did he die? To pay the penalty for our sin. That is the good news of the gospel. That is the word of God. That is the seed which is being scattered to you even right now. That is the seed. It is the word of God. And so, junior higher, even as I'm describing the most glorious truth that you can be friends with God and enter eternal life with Him, is this just boring? Do you even want to listen? How are you going to receive the word? Let's look at now, point number two, the soils. The soils. These are the different responses to the word of God, to the gospel. And the first is this, the path soil, or I will call it pathy soil. I don't know if that's a word, but it is now. Pathy soil, okay? Pathy soil. Jesus says, this heart condition, because that's what it is. Your soil is your heart, okay? How do you respond to the word? Is your heart a pathy soil when you hear the word of God in the gospel? The birds of the air, which Jesus says is Satan. In Ephesians 2, Satan is described as the prince of the power of the air. All right, He's the bird that comes, and when the word of God is preached, he immediately snatches it up, Right? And so how do you know if you have a pathy soil heart? Well, it's the one who, he, who does not even hear the word. You have no love for the word. You don't understand it and you don't want to understand it. You have no interest in thinking about the word. All you care about is other things. You, you despise the word and the gospel and you'd, you could care less. As you hear about Christ and all that he did, nothing nothing that's the heart condition some of you in here maybe even as we're preaching the word now and the seed is scattered are you going to listen or are you do you just journal in your notebooks and draw pictures of the rock i've seen that before this was the heart condition of the pharisees right in the crowd that jesus is teaching to they despised the word Satan is real, and he does not want you to understand the word. He wants to take away the word from you, and Satan has been attacking the word of God since the very beginning. In Genesis 3, God in the garden says to Adam and Eve, everything here is yours. Everything. Everything is yours except this one tree. If you eat of it, you will die. And Satan, that old snake, slithers his way to Eve and says, did God really say that? Did God say you will really die? And he challenges and he attacks the word of God. And Satan is still attacking the word of God today. In 2 Corinthians, it talks about how Satan is blinding and veiling the eyes so that when the word of God is preached, there's no response. And I pray against that even now, O Lord, that you would guard our hearts from that and soften them. Second, Second response to the word. When you hear the word... Do you have a rocky soil for your heart? The rocky soil. Jesus says, uh, when this this heart condition, when the seed, the word of God is preached, the gospel is preached, you receive it with joy. Unlike the path, you do hear the word. Many of you guys here, you hear the word and you actually do enjoy it. You like coming to youth group and you like Taking notes, you hear the word of God and you receive it with joy. But when tribulation or persecution comes, the sun rises, you have no depth in your roots, there's no soil, and you will wither away. Is this your heart condition? You hear the word of God preached on Wednesdays, on Sundays, at summer camp. You hear it. You, you know it. You go into your small groups. You love taking notes. You raise your hands when you worship. And maybe even you've cried during a sermon before. But yet, when you go back to school and people begin to find out that you're a Christian, you hide it and you throw it all away. When persecution and tribulation comes, it's the heart condition. Some of you in here surely wasn't Judas. Judas, a disciple of Jesus, right? He immediately received the word with joy. And he followed Jesus just like all the other disciples. If you looked at Judas and you looked at the other disciples, you would never know that he would betray the Son of God for money. Right? But when persecution came, he withered away. Junior Higher, do you have a rocky soil of a heart? How do you respond? the Word of God. The third is the thorny soil. Jesus describes this as when the Word of God, the seed is scattered. Just like the rocky soil, you hear the Word and maybe you even obey it. Right? There's some, some good things you do. You try to honor your mother and father. Uh, you don't watch certain things. You try not to swear. Right? But yet, even though you hear the word, these thorns grow up and choke out, choke it out and kill it. And what are these thorns? Look at verse 20 again. Sorry, verse 17. And 18. <laughs> and others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world. Thorn. The deceitfulness of riches, thorn, and the desires for other things, thorn, enter in and choke out the word, and it proves unfruitful. Junior, higher. I believe this is the heart condition of most of you guys in here. You hear the word, you try to obey it, you don't just despise it. But the cares of this world, which 1 John 2.15 says, are passing away, capture your attention. And these are the things that you love, the things of this world, and they are choking you. Sports, video games, junior high relationships, riches, popularity. All of these things, Jesus, these cares of the world are thorns that will choke out the word of God and bring you with it to destruction. Things that aren't inherently evil in and of themselves. Sports are not sin. If you play a sport, you're not sinning. If you play video games, you're not sinning. But the thing is this. if. If sports and video games and the cares of this world are your ultimate goal and joy, right? All you think about, all you love, you know what you're doing? You're watering them. You're watering these thorns which are growing up and choking out the word. The more you water these thorns, the more you look to the world and the cares of this world as you're passing away and put your hope in them, the more these thorns, the, the taller that they are growing the sharper they are forming, they will choke out what really matters, your soul, and the gospel and how you respond to it. Oh, how I wish that when I was in junior high, this was proclaimed to me because all I could think about when I was your age is I could barely think of the next day For the next week, all I could think about was here in the moment from one entertaining activity to the next entertaining activity. And I thought nothing about eternity, right? If only I had one sense of eternity that our time here on earth and the things of this world, good gifts that God has given us even are, are passing away. And all that they are, they, God has given us these gifts so that we might worship him. But what we do is we worship the created things rather than the creator himself. And it will choke us out. And so, examine yourselves. How do you respond to the word? Is that your greatest joy and delight? Do you love it? Well, there is still one more soil. There's one more response that Jesus gives to the word. And it is the good soil. And the good soil is the one who hears the word and accepts it holds fast to it right I will not let it go he hears the word or she hears the word accepts it and what they bear fruit Junior higher, have you heard the word you're hearing it now accept it believe in it trust in it that Jesus Christ is the way the truth and the life that no one comes to the father in heaven except through him except through believing in his perfect life in your place and his death on the cross for your sins. Believe in it. And then Jesus teaches us that those who do believe in the word, what will happen is they will bear fruit. And I can tell that none of you have because I don't see fruit growing off of you. No, I'm just kidding. Not literal fruit. Fruits of the spirit. Does anybody know any of the fruits of the spirit? Can anybody listen? Yeah. Oh, there we go. You named them all. Love. So junior higher, examine yourself, right? Do you bear the fruit of love? Do you love God? Do you love his word? Do you love your friends at school, your siblings, your enemies? Joy, peace, patience. Are you patient? with your annoying siblings? (laughs) Are you kind? Are you gentle? Are you self-controlled? Examine yourselves to see if you bear fruit. And if not, repent and turn and trust in Jesus as his arms are open on the cross saying, come, come to me. But some of you here, junior hires, you have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you are bearing fruit. And it encourages me to see you guys love the church and serve in the church, even in junior high. And you read the word and you love it and you love to pray. And you serve. And it's, you're not perfect by any means. But you have been saved. You have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And praise be to his name. But we want to be Christians that grow. We want to be Christians that bear much fruit. And so how? How do you, Christian, bear fruit, bear much fruit? Well, what do plants need to grow? What are the two main ingredients for a plant to grow? Silas, give me one. Carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide. Um, Yes, but not one of the two main ones. Isaiah. Water and sunlight. That's right. Water and sunlight. You wanna grow Christian to a plant? You need water and sunlight. Let me explain. Jesus says that I am the fountain of living water. Come and drink from me. Right, so every day, how do we grow as a Christian? We need to commune or have a relationship with Jesus, drinking from his waters. And you do that through the word of God and through prayer. And the second way that we, what we need to grow as Christians is we need sun, like plants. It's amazing. If you set them by a window, they will literally stretch their arms out towards the sunlight. We need sun to grow. We need to look to the sun. S-O-N, the son of God. We need to look to the light of the world. We need to look to Jesus continually. All right, the Christian life isn't just trying your best every single day. You sin. you pull yourself up by the bootstraps. It's not, the Christian life is less do, 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 and more look, 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 Look to Jesus. Look to his perfect life in your place. Look to his death. Look to his resurrection. And that you will rise from the dead with him. Look to Jesus who ascended into heaven and is now praying for you. And that you will be there with him one day. Look to Jesus and walk away and you will grow. So... In conclusion, how do you receive the word? Junior Higher, how are you going to receive the word tonight? Direct application. Tonight, how are you going to receive it? What soil are you? You who may have a pathy soil of a heart, as you heard me describe that, an unbelieving heart, who Satan over and over has taken the word from you. Guess what? There's hope. Come to Jesus. Do you know what Jesus has done to the bird of the air, Satan? He has crushed his head. He's destroyed the prince of the power of the air as he was lifted in the air on a cross. Come to him. You who have a rocky heart. And when tribulation and persecution come, you see yourself falling away. Guess what? Christ is the rock of ages. Who was crushed on the cross to crush our stony hearts and replace it with the heart of flesh. Jesus, after he died, he was buried in the grave and a stone was placed in front and three days later that stone was rolled away so that we who have stony hearts might have those stones removed to be saved. Jesus must till your heart. You who have a thorny heart, right? Who you know, the the cares of this world always grab at you and are choking out the word of God. Come to Jesus who wore a crown of thorns to overcome the world. Come to him. So listen, even now, as I pray, listen to the Holy Spirit calling you to come to him. Free gift, come to him. Do not harden your hearts, but come. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, only you can open eyes. Only you can open hearts. But I am confident in your promises that you will do that in many of these junior hires. For you say, the harvest is plentiful, O Lord, and that you do not delight in the death of the wicked. Bring many of these junior hires to you and cause them to bear much fruit. Amen. Amen.